1: another episode of the lakers fast break podcast this is gerald glassford from pop culture cosmos lakers fast break inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple podcasts and if you can go ahead and like share subscribe follow anything you can do to support us right here at the lakers fast break it's truly appreciated because look what happens Laker Tom is going to need a new mic now. He might be throwing his brand new mic out the window after today's (laughs) game. (laughs) No worries. In brighter news, the Las Vegas Golden Knights advanced to the Western Conference Finals to face... Oh, wrong sport. Sorry. Yeah, the Lakers played today. Uh, Game one against Houston Rockets. And uh, unfortunately, they uh, did not show up today. Uh, They lost... What was the final score? I believe it was 112-97. They lost to the Houston Rockets in Game 1. Things could be better. They Things could be a lot worse, actually. They could be in Milwaukee right now. So if, if you're a fan there, you're really good, you know just sweating bullets right now. But the Lakers are down 0-1 to the Houston Rockets. And here today to talk about all the great things or not-so-great things that were part of today's game. Plus also, as well, the Milwaukee-Miami series. Our three great guests, as always, Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. you got to be part of his awesome experience, which you need to go ahead and check out at Draft.com. Excuse me, com. NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube, and also as well, NBA Draft Junkies and Run the Floor Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Raphael, we'll go with you first, my friend. Not a good night for Lakers fans. It just came out flat. I was afraid that they would. They did it last time. They did it in the last series against Portland, and they did so this time. But a lot of other things went into it as well. Rafael, you there?
2: Yeah, I'm here. You, oh, okay. You, uh, you froze it, up on it, me there. Yeah, I didn't hear. I didn't hear the last part. You said. Uh, uh,
1: just like uh, if, if you're a Lakers fan, you're not happy
2: right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that – I wouldn't say they totally just came out flat. I just don't think the traditional starting lineup that they used all season is going to work against this team. And Vogel, which, you know, I guess it doesn't make sense to adjust your your lineup in the first game when you, you were the better team, but they just had no answer for Harden in the first half. And then once he – he got going and just kind of opened everything else up, and then, um, yeah, Houston just outplayed them, and they they got their third score out of Eric Gordon, and that's what the Lakers didn't have. And I think it's going to be it's going to be tough because um, Houston is going to hunt Kuzma out, just like I had mentioned yesterday. When he's on the court, they're going to attack him, and it's going to be Vogel's going to have to decide: Do we live with? kuzma getting attacked on defense and then if you take him out then you don't have your you don't have a third score that i think the rockets are going to respect so
1: and that's and that's also the
2: thing
1: when you talk about uh not having a reliable third uh, third score this is something that we've talked about endlessly on this show and when it rears its ugly head it does so very well uh and Unfortunately, it was a bad thing to go for because you don't have anyone from the Lakers to rely on outside of those two superstars, which if they're only having an average game for them, that's not good enough.
2: Yeah, on paper, they looked good. But, you know, if you just uh, look at the box score, you think LeBron and AD, you know, they look decent. But in the fourth quarter, when the, the game was on the line, they they didn't do much at all.
1: No, they didn't do much at all. Indeed. Here today also as well for their thoughts on today's game, plus also, again, Milwaukee and Miami with Milwaukee down 0-3. Uh, Jamie Sweet, he's one of the blog editors for Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Your assessment on the Lakers, I I think Raphael hit it right on the head as far as a change. But then again, we talked about that as far as on the show before how a change needs to be made. I'm just not sure when Frank is going to do it.
3: I, I would be surprised if he makes it at all, to be honest. And it's not that it's not, you know, a valid stratagem. I think that he's going to roll with the guys that got him here and the roles that got them there. And I, it's hard to disagree with that. Um, but what we're seeing here in the second round in both series is the teams that can dominate you night in, night out, not in the seven games, struggling in the first game, uh, at least the Lakers did tonight and hockey for much more are struggling against these more tenacious, uh, slightly more iron forged, uh, lower tiered, lower seeded seed. sorry lower seated teams rather. Um, and I agree with uh, Raphael's point about uh, the third score. I mean, the third best score tonight was Alex Caruso who played a whopping 16 minutes because of foul trouble. Uh, and Danny Green was the only other player to get into double digits at 10. Uh, and that's just not enough from I mean, Danny Green's been disappointing all year. Uh, you kind of hope that he would be more of like a 15, 18 point per game guy on this team. This doesn't seem like he's ever going to be that guy. Uh, maybe that's not his fault. You know, maybe he's starting to get a step slow. Uh, he's played a lot of playoff minutes himself on multitude of teams. You know, it's hard to ask too much of Danny Green anyway. He's got a very, you know, sort of specific skill set.
1: Well, if I'm paying him $16 million, I'm going to ask him to do a little bit more than that.
3: Well, you know, I have a, you know, Luke Walton got paid $60 million, and I don't know that he was worth uh, It's one of those things where, like, you know, the agent game is different than the ball game. Uh, and, you know, the ball game, Danny Green's just going to be Danny Green. You know, just because you gave him a couple more million than maybe he's worth, he's not going to suddenly develop, you know, <laughs> a great crossover or uh, incredible hops. You know, always been kind of plotting guard for a guy who's, uh, you know, he's, he's just, he's Danny Green. You know, he does what he does well uh people have the same issues i think with like pal gasol like you know i want pal to be tougher and it's like no how's not going to be tougher like it's never going to happen like you might as well wish for it to rain in the sahara more like
2: he was I mean, in game seven that one year he kicked uh garnett's great butt right <laughs> <Breath>, totally <laughs> he dominated
1: uh, but him but still oh no go ahead jamie go ahead finish up
3: I, I mean i just want you know i just think that the main issue here is that you know Rockets came ready to play and the Lakers really had a terrible second half in general uh just kind of didn't show up in the second half really at all um, especially in the fourth quarter and uh you know it's uh that's that that this this is the game I be honest, this is the game I expected them to lose they'll have Lakers in six I think Houston's got another game in them but that will whether we make an adjustment to the starting lineup or not uh which person uh, like I said, I just don't expect Frank Vogel to do that. Uh, I just, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. You know, the most I could see happening would be switching KCP for Rondo, uh, putting Rondo <laughs> on the starting lineup, swapping KCP back to the bench. Uh, and I know that that that's probably going to give Laker Tom another heart attack. But I'm just being forget
1: Laker like, Tom, that's going to give me a heart attack.
3: I'm, I'm being honest, dude. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a move I would make. I'm saying it's the move I expect Frank Vogel to make. Uh, okay and that's just
1: what I could see happening you know Ugh, hold on I'm. you know what for the rest of the podcast I may just be sitting like this alright also <laughs> with us today is the man himself behind lakerholics.com gotta go ahead and, and be part of the conversation because boy in the next couple of days there are going to be plenty of conversation that's almost seemingly the best time to get a hold of lakerholics.com because control us there if you want It is the man himself with a brand new microphone, which I've been praying for for months (laughs) now. It is Lakers Tom and Laker Tom. uh, Always great to see you, my friend. I know you and I, we always have this little tit for tat uh, on the air and all that, but you know, you and I talked about before about the Lakers opening up, uh, you know, this kind of way they did it in the previous series, but this time it makes me feel a little bit more nervous in doing so, because again, there's still some lingering effects from trying to go ahead and compete against a small ball.
0: Well, basically what happened today is that they got outscored, out defended, outplayed, out coached. um, And uh, you know, it was, it was a dismal performance. You can't, you know, they didn't, they didn't give up a huge deficit in the three balls. Like normally you'd expect, but they got out rebounded. (laughs) I mean, and that was, I think, uh, a, a big key. And, is, and yeah. they they only played they played on they only played their traditional centers for 24 of the 48 minutes. But the net effect of that is the other 24 minutes they basically played Anthony Davis as if he was a low post traditional center, uh, except that PJ Tucker was able to push him out, and so he's catching the ball in a wing all the time, or he's catching the ball at the top of the key with two with a wall of defenders. I mean, it looked like it looked like the Milwaukee game, you know, where they had a wall set up for Giannis. And, uh, you know, it was, it was the most unimaginative offensive approach. Uh, And I give this game uh, basically as a loss to Frank Vogel and uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, because none of the three of them really came out ready with any strategy or any approach that made any sense to beat the game. Um, Raphael, Tweeted early, early in the second half that, hey, they're playing right into the Rockets' hands, you know. And it's true, you know. I mean, what, what do the Rockets want? They want Anthony Davis to take fadeaway two-point jump shots. They want LeBron James to to try to drive to the middle over three or four players. They want the shooters to basically hesitate, which they did. Uh, And then on offense, uh, even though the assists were even, the ball movement was all totally in favor of the Rockets. The Rockets moved the ball beautifully uh, back and forth and and constantly had the ball in motion. The Lakers were chasing and running around and always a step too late to get to those three point shooters. Um, Dribble penetration, I think, was the key. 21 (laughs) points from corner threes. And I can't believe how many times I just was screaming at the guy don't leave. Don't leave Tucker in the corner. Don't leave Gordon in the corner. Um, it's you know, it was a sad, it was a sad thing. And and what's even worse about it is that the Lakers quit, man. They quit in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they gave up. You know, and Vogel threw the towel in. You know, uh, LeBron threw the towel in. Everybody threw the towel in. They looked like the guys who wanted to just leave the bubble. Um, I still have the Lakers in five.
2: I couldn't wait to come on this because I know that there's two things that you guys hate. Gerald hates Rondo minutes and Laker Tom hates corner threes. And they both <laughs> happened tonight. So sure plus, plus a lot of dribble penetration by the Rockets.
1: And also yep. they rebounded, uh, just at a, at a horrible rate for the, the Lakers. I mean, you got to go ahead and out rebound the Rockets who are the worst rebounding team in the NBA And they didn't take that opportunity to do so. Uh, They didn't clear the boards. And you know what? Uh, They deserve to lose. And they deserve to lose big. The
0: Rockets deserve to win, man. They came out and played a hell of a game. Uh, They outplayed man for man. They outplayed the Lakers. You know, there's not a guy who was on that Laker team who did a better job than the counterpart on the Rockets team.
1: So I'll ask you, Tom, if you're Frank Vogel, are you going to make a change? Do you really think Frank Vogel will make a change in game two?
0: Well, you know, I've been having this argument with Jamie all the time, and and he just frustrates the hell out of me because he won't argue the logics of the situation. All he'll do is say, Frank's not going to do it. That's his answer. Every time I make a logical conclusion that that this is how you have to attack. This is how you have to attack the Rockets. You can't, you know, you just can't. But but you Frank can't play. He, you can't ridiculous. play four. Like, you not, can't play small ball four out and one play in play against the Rockets. It. That's not going to beat them.
1: Oh, go ahead, Jamie. You wanted to say something.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, my point being is like, it's not illogical to think that Frank Vogel is going to coach the tight. Like he's just coaching how he's always coached. Like it's not like Frank Vogel is not going to turn into Mike D'Antoni between portland and tonight like it's it's not gonna happen like it, it, you know it's, it there were happen.
0: there were moments there were moments however during the clippers and the bucks games where the lakers played five out where they isolated lebron on one side of the court with four shooters all over, all stationed on the other side of the court um you know where they basically had some shooters in the corner who were who would basically pin down guys and, and open up the middle but instead what we saw the entire game was trying to throw the ball into Davis in this low post. Um and and, and you just you're just not gonna do that. And then the contributions by Dwight Howard and and uh, JaVale McGee were, were useless. They were useless on offense, they were useless on defense. Um it was just a you know, I I I must have grasped onto this this uh Phony, phony straw that uh, Frank laid out there about all of the things that they're planning to to go after, you know, and, and all of this five days of practice and all of these things that they had ready to pull on tricks, pull out their bag of tricks for the, uh, for the rockets. And uh, they didn't pull a single bag out, a single trick out of the bag, man. It was, it was pretty much the standard same old attack. Um, the trick was more Rondo minutes. Yeah, that was the, the part that really, <laughs> really uh... great. you know, play five out with a, for guys who can attack the basket, guys like waiters, put him in the game, spread the offense out, have five shooters out there, and then, then LeBron will get some ability to drive in the basket. But how's LeBron going to drive into the basket when he's got 80 sitting down there in the low post with Tucker? 80 is playing, 80 is playing the dunker position. For God's sakes, how many dunks did he get? I think like two in the entire game. Uh, there weren't any dunks because basically they got five guys sagging in there, and and they played great defense. So the Lakers, the Lakers are going to have to come out with some fire. And at some point during this series, if we want to win, Frank Vogel's going to have to make some adjustments, man.
1: And Otherwise, he's going
0: to go down like Budenheiser is.
1: Oh yeah, Boonholzer, uh he is uh yeah, sticking to his guns and even Giannis well we're gonna talk about that game here in a little bit, but even Giannis said after the game he can play more. Funny how that is. Gee, <laughs> Raphael, myself, everybody else that can see that plain as day. Raphael's been saying this like ad nauseum, but again, we'll go back to that game here in a in a bit. But but getting back to the Lakers, Raphael, I wanna ask you this. Uh you know, if you're making those adjustments that are necessary. From Houston's standpoint, they couldn't have played much better than they did today. What do they need to do from their perspective to go ahead and continue that? Because you know the Lakers are going to make some type of adjustments, whether or not it's, it's the right adjustments or whether or not it's the adjustments enough. That's one thing. But we've seen them with more energy in Game 2 like they had in Port- against Portland. What, are the- what does Houston have to do to go ahead and make adjustments in Game 2 as well?
2: Well, I mean, what adjustments can Houston really make? Their team is built to play one way. They can't, you know, unless they decide they're going to play Tyson Chandler more minutes. They are all in on this style of play.
1: No, I mean, as far so, as are they going to get, you know, it, the, obviously Westbrook, playing Westbrook as far as having him handle the ball more, uh, having him shoot from the outside. You know, Westbrook's going to go ahead and do what Westbrook's going to go ahead and do, but uh, you know, with the Lakers, they might double team more. They might trap more. You might see more for, of that, as far as from a defensive scheme. Uh, if you're Houston to counteract that, do you like the hands? Uh, do you like the ball in the hands of Westbrook even more? Is that that something you're going to be seeing probably in Game Two? Because I have a feeling they're going to try and get the ball more out of James Harden's hands in Game Two.
2: Well, that's when they blew the lead open. I mean, the game was. Somewhat close. I mean Houston was up for the most part, but I feel like in the second half they decided to take the ball out of his hands. He was and on the be- Harden was on the bench Yeah, Westbrook went crazy. Yep, they made their best run without Harden.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I'm saying what I'm saying is that's usually not the case. And and yeah. how much you know, as we saw in Oklahoma City where you and I were talking about how Russell Westbrook what well, you wanted him to have the ball more often because he was making poor choices with the basketball. I mean, this is Russell Westbrook at his almost, not his finest, I want to say, but this is at a very good level. I mean, how much, how consistently can Russell Westbrook still play at this level?
2: Um, I don't, I think one, and the last series he was rusty those first couple of games. I mean, he's been consistent. He only, he can only play one way also. So even if he's not shooting the ball well, he's never phased by it. Like, like, even this game, He had a shot, he got dunked on, he got a shot, swatted a few times. He had some very low, funny low lights. He had the turnover where he had a steal and he threw it behind his back on a two-on-one break. Facial expression never changed. He never seemed like he was affected by not playing well. And they were giving him the jumper, which, you know, I agree that they should. And he
0: had a dagger three there that put him up by 15.
2: Yeah. But he keeps attacking, and no matter how many times he shot the ball and and didn't finish well, got a shot blocked, he he kept attacking. And so I think with the Rockets, it seemed like maybe their game plan was to get Harden going early, and then the Lakers are going to try to stop that. And then once Harden gets going, and you take that away, now you have Russ playing with an advantage. And one thing about Russ, he 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 will turn the ball over. You know that he's a high risk, high reward. He's not a great passer, but one thing he can do is find the corner. And I felt like Houston had a lot of good looks, and they don't really. I mean, I, I mean, I guess Gordon has the reputation as a good shooter. On paper, he's not. But Houston doesn't have like outside of Mclemore great knockdown shooters. It's just their volume. Austin Rivers came to play today. He did. He had he had a couple shots in the first half. But I don't think there's anybody on Houston's team that you fear, like you said, you can't leave him open. And besides maybe Harden, but he doesn't really get any assisted shots. And it's just their volume. They're just going to keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. And what was interesting about this game is the Rockets didn't dominate the Lakers in the category of threes. And It was still a, a, I I don't know if you consider it a blowout or not, but it was still a pretty easy game. And then the Rockets, uh, I mean, the rebounding. So it's kind of like you can say, if you're you're Lakers, you can say, well, man, if we dominate the glass, we have a better chance. But then if you're Houston, you can say, well, we won the game and we did not have our big advantage in three-pointers made that we were expecting to have. You also can't hit twenty eight percent from your threes. That's
1: something that the Lakers did today and that's that's not good. Uh, but Rockets didn't do Aren't they the
2: worst shooting team in the bubble right now for threes? Oh, yeah. I mean since the restart.
1: Yeah, but at least to a twenty eight percent level. You got a respectable NBA any team, any NBA team in order to go ahead and get any kind of respect, have the defenses to at least respect what you're doing. You got to go ahead at least hit 30 to 33 at the very least. Because when you get into the 20s, they're not going to respect not only just Rondo. They're not going to respect Caruso. They're not going to start respecting Danny Green. They're not going to respect. They're going to play off of all these guys. And if the Lakers, you know, I know Laker Tom was trying to throw at me that the four games that they won, that they averaged over 36% shooting. They
0: averaged 38.2% in those four games. Yeah, so you're so quick to say that. So uh, uh, that's great and yeah, all. I did. That's the stats that came out. Uh, I, 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 know, I know.
2: I know. I know. But I know. In the the last series. So the, the, the four, that Yeah, the four games, games they won. Two, two, five. Yep. So thirty-eight point two percent. And even with that, they're still like at the bottom since the restart. So it's either.
0: Well, they were dead, <laughs> they were they were twenty nine or twenty twenty one out of twenty two teams in the uh, mm-hmm. in the bubble for three-point shooting. Yeah. So and, and they only made that, they only got to, to 28 on the last day of the bubble. And that's disappointing <laughs> because,
1: you know, you see, I mean, the Lakers supposedly have all these reputation shooters. Maybe Quinn Cook, maybe get him in there, get him some burn. But then again, you can't do that because Rondo's there and he's got to get his minutes. So that's... Well, Frank uh, says
0: the shots
2: are going to fall. Yeah. And I think they okay. might. I just feel like with the Rockets, they're going to hunt out a defender. So if you bring a, a guy that's going to come in and provide some offense, they're going to attack him. Like like I said yesterday, they're going to go after Kuzma, and they went after him with Gordon. Just straight line drives, and the Rockets are just more physical. A well, lot that, more
0: that's, that's, that's Kuzma's, as we were talking about yesterday, the, Kuzma's weakness is when he's got a really muscular guy who's going to, Put his body into him; he moves him,
2: you know. And that's what the Rockets have: three guys that got five linebackers out there. Well, you
1: stated that on Twitter, Raphael, about that with Anthony Davis. You stated that uh, once they started to push AD around a little bit, that AD kind of—I wouldn't say cowered in the moment, but just kind of went soft a little bit. He settled.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he—it's a—he's not built to play against a linebacker our game and the Lakers are going to have to play him at the 5 if they want to win which means it's going to be 40 minutes of getting beat up by PJ Tucker and the funniest play to me was when he tried to post him up and he was literally a, a foot inside the three point line and he could not move him and i think that at that point i think he was like i'm i'm done with this this <laughs> is so, why he doesn't want to play the 5 <laughs> In right, sense. and now you might have. Yeah. yeah, and now he's going to have to. He has no choice. Well, there's another alternative.
0: Marquis Morris at the five. Two hundred forty-five pounds. He can, and then that, then Tucker. He guards Tucker in the corner, and battles. You know, battles in there, and that all of a sudden then gives you an opportunity. I think. I think there's several things that the Lakers can do that they have showed some in the past. Because you're going to see I, less of Howard and McGee going forward. I don't – I see – I think Jamie's right. Frank's going Frank's <laughs> to play him because they have something on him, I think. That's the only excuse that I can think of, that he's promised them 24 minutes minimum combined. But you gotta start, You got to start by, number one, doing the same thing they did with, with Portland, which is you've got to double Harden out at the half-court line. You can't let him get into the paint and getting just up at the top of the key where he can actually take a step back three there. Uh, so you got to start by doubling him out way out on the court, and then secondly, I really think you've got to mix in a lot of zone. I like the idea of playing a triangle and two against these guys, where you have two guys pinning the guys in the corner. Um, just don't let just don't let them shoot any corner threes. My God, it's like their favorite weapon. And that would then leave Anthony Davis in the center in his own. Um, and I definitely think that the other player, the, the player that you want to bring in to take care of the center situation is Markeith Morris. You know, he's, he's a guy who can throw his weight around and you can make all of these adjustments, but basically what they really got to do is they got to come in and play a hell of a lot better than they did today because they got outplayed yeah. and they got outcoached. Uh, pretty much uh, everything across the board. Jamie, you know, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tom.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Up. Well, I was going to say to Jamie because I know he hasn't filled, uh, come in in a little while. Um, when I'm talking to, know, Mark, you, I,
3: huh? I don't know that Markeef is the answer at the
1: center. Well, mm-hmm. again, Markeef is only the answer if he's rolling with his three pointers and and becoming a distraction to the other team. Uh, if he even hits one or two of those three pointers, that could be the difference. That could draw somebody out so that it could open up the lane for LeBron and his drives or AD at least mo- you know, operate in the key a little bit more effectively. If they get one of those shooters working, all you need is one of those shooters working in order to go ahead and free up the space for LeBron and AD. When they're shooting 28%, you know what? They're going to pack the lane like they did today, and they're going to make it extremely difficult for LeBron and AD to do their thing. But, Jamie, I know you wanted to go ahead and share some thoughts. So before we go ahead on to a team that's worse off than the Lakers... <laughs> I want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on the the Lakers before we head on out. Uh, You're on mute.
3: I thought I have to agree with LT. Uh, You know, all the uh, hullabaloo early today about, you know, Vogel having surprises and uh, tricks up his sleeve and this and that was as much of a magic trick as we've seen from him yet because it was literally the same thing we've seen all season long. Uh, Basically the same rotation when the team was healthy. Uh, outside of some foul trouble for Caruso, I, I you know it looked like any old regular season game the Lakers have played all year. Um, in terms of the rotations, uh, the effort was certainly lacking. Uh, and it, you know, if you're going to play those tall guys, you can't tie the rebound battle. We got a couple more offensive rebounds. That's you know almost you know to be expected. Uh, and we just, we gotta, we gotta keep, take better care of the ball against the Rockets. You can't let them leak out. They're going to leak out for threes. They're going to, they're going to get guys like Eric Gordon off who killed us tonight. Uh, we didn't have a guy like Eric Gordon show up. That's going to mean the series is going to be a lot more competitive than it really ought to be. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, you know, and Raphael, made a good point on this as well. The Rockets aren't going to change one single thing whatsoever about anything like that what you saw tonight is what you're going to see every single night uh and if frank vogel's as good a defensive coach as you know his rep stands uh, we ought to be able to do better against this than we did tonight uh and it's a testament to the greatness of james harden it's a testament to the greatness of russell westbrook and you know dan tony's got the team he's probably dreamed of for the last 10 15 years uh and they're doing great you got it you got to tip their cap they did they did what they were supposed to do tonight the lakers did not do what they were supposed to do tonight and the score reflects it in every way
0: content creators okay. 805 is here LeBron and playoff ad they
1: weren't there no
0: that's uh, really the big story
1: and neither was playoff rondo although it's his first game back <laughs> since march and i don't expect him back anytime soon content creators 805 uh is joining us once again on the commenters great to have you back watching thanks so much uh he basically said everyone sucked tonight, all the Lakers players and coaching staff didn't show up. Everyone was garbage and he just <laughs> needed to vent. You know what? Content Creators 805, we're here for you to vent. That's absolutely <laughs> not. A problem. It felt like a preseason game. Well, actually the Lakers weren't that bad in preseason, but they sure really just didn't didn't show up today. Uh, I'm expecting more effort. For me, I think the key or one of the keys lies in rebounding, effort, rebounding of that nature you can't be even with rockets on the boards i think that's that that spells doom for you plus also you didn't get an, uh, an advantage on the free throws i mean that's the game with the rockets they love to get to the free throw line and they did today just all in all just a poor performance for the lakers they deserve to lose and you know what they ended up losing today by the score of 112 to 97
2: this is rafael from nbadraftjunkies.com And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
1: Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse We could be worse. We could be a Milwaukee Bucks fan right around now. And Raphael, I want you to talk first about the Miami Heat with an amazing fourth quarter. Uh, You know, 40 to 13 in that fourth quarter. They end up beating the Milwaukee Bucks by 15. How in the world did they get this done in the fourth quarter? That was just amazing to watch.
2: (laughs) I saw a funny tweet, and it was from a Rockets fan. He said, let me know if your MVP candidate showed up in the fourth quarter today. And he's clearly talking about Harden showed up while AD, I mean, I'm sorry, LeBron and Giannis didn't. But yeah, Jimmy Butler outscored the the Bucks himself. I want to say like 17 or 13 in the fourth quarter. 100% correct. And it's... It's over for the Bucks. I mean, his, history says it's impossible. Um, I thought they were going to win this game. I mean, they were up the majority of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. and they were up to by fifteen, as much as fifteen,
1: I want to say, or thirteen or fifteen, I think, in that yep. fourth quarter, and I didn't get it done. It's
2: tough because Giannis is. I mean, he's a star. He's an MVP. He puts up monster numbers, but he's not a guy that I would rely on in the fourth quarter he needs another guard that can score on three levels which they don't have and it's they're well they're built to win games and like we've said on this podcast before is that um they're not you know they're not built to come from behind they don't have a guy that can get hot and and bring them back in the game if they're down but now it looks like they don't have a guy that can sustain the lead and the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Because their offense is a hundred percent based off of Giannis. And if Miami's making shots and Giannis can't get the rebound and grab and go and and score in transition, what is the Bucks offense? And I think uh Bud is kinda getting exposed here because he's not making any adjustments. Kind of like drink, huh? Maybe even worse because he still won't play his guys heavy minutes. Yeah, I know.
1: And uh... Content Creators 805 uh, just uh, chimed in with uh, that you and I called Miami to win the series. Uh, You guys called that for sure. I was wrong on that. That would have been a good bet. Well, I'm here in Vegas. I could have bet on it. You're right. But I wouldn't have bet that they would be sweeping. You know, I I, I love that picture of the guy. I don't know if you guys saw that in the virtual fans out there. The guy with the broom already sweeping. Uh, I thought that was my daughter was just rolling at that. Just seeing that on there. Just the guy with the broom and all that. But, you know, Laker Tom, let me ask you this. Uh, You know, when it comes to what they're doing Milwaukee, I just, that fourth quarter just collapsed. Uh, you know, they just, they looked confused on offense. Uh, they looked even worse on defense. And I've been asking Raphael why Budenholzer had not put Giannis on Butler. They finally, today, put Giannis on Butler. And you have the guy that's the reigning defensive player of the year, Somehow can't guard, you know, he, he, he cannot stay with the first time. He got a steal. The first time he He got got a steal, steal but then again, Butler didn't care. He went right back. And like similar to what you saw, said with Westbrook, Raphael aggressive, stayed on it. And when he couldn't score, he made the right decision time in and time out against Giannis. And it just didn't seem
0: like it phased him at all. Well, the big thing that Jimmy did is uh, he put pressure on the defense, got him into foul trouble. And ended up giving tons of free throws uh, every time. I mean, that's what kept him in the game in, in the first half and the first three quarters. And then, and then the fourth quarter, um, you could see Giannis lost his confidence in this series, and and it you know, because of his jumper. You know, zero percent from from deep, and and uh, even a couple of those free throws. Uh, you know, there's a and I heard somebody say that you know it's almost it's almost to guarantee that one free throw a game will be an air ball almost. Mm-hmm. And he had a couple of those today. Um,
2: and he took it, some trees in the, the balls he's got
0: as a young player. He reminds you know, the truth of the matter is he's a lot like LeBron was when LeBron first came in the league and couldn't shoot the long ball. Um, but and, he could at least, at least hit the free throws. Well, yeah, but I know, but LeBron had Dwayne Wade and, and uh, chris bosh to go with him you know but that was and, well
1: what no actually when lebron Middleton, started Middleton, well hold on and, hold Middleton on and
0: whoever else they got is not enough
1: well lebron when he was in miami could hit the three-pointer x was actually his most efficient from there it was when he was there with cleveland but Rafi, i know you wanted to interject something for laker tom but before we get back oh,
2: yeah I, I was just saying that uh Giannis took a couple threes in the clutch like <laughs> i mean i know that's the shot they were giving That'll him breathe. but or yeah maybe they were heat checks huh slump buster checks i don't know but i I don't think lebron was ever as bad as Giannis is as a shooter because lebron could at least get streaky now
0: early in his career people used to always say and i I kept hearing this over and over which is if that guy could hit his threes he'd be unstoppable
1: well when he was with the heat he was really good
2: yeah but but even in cleveland like i still think that if you would have had if you had to pick, who would you ever have shooting a jump shot, LeBron or Giannis? I don't think it was. Oh yeah, close. well, there's no he, doubt
0: about that. Yeah, it's just, and that's even even a mid range shot. I mean, that's the problem is that Giannis is really a one dimensional scorer. Yeah, you get him anywhere near the basket, uh, and, and he is unstoppable. You know, well that speaks uh, to Middleton. You can, and... at the free, you can stop him at the free throw line, whereas a lot of guys you can't stop him there because you know that Jimmy Butler, for example, you can stop him at the free throw line and you'll get killed. Yep. Um,
1: Well, let me get Jamie in in this real quick, Raphael. Um, And I apologize. Uh, You know, I want to get... I have Henry Hurt, Jim, from Jamie real quick. Uh, You've got Middleton out there that needs to step up and didn't get it done. You've got Eric Bledsoe. And he's been the source of much conversation all over the place. And, uh, you know, reputation, playoffs, they don't really mesh well with him. What are your thoughts on... Middleton not stepping up when they need a number two, because you see the, the problems that Giannis is going through when he focuses down on him in the NBA playoffs.
3: I mean, I think that the, the, the Bucks have a problem similar to the Trailblazers in that their best guy is really good, and then the guys after that are pretty good, uh, but got big holes in their game. Um, Middleton, you know, is kind of one-dimensional. Bledsoe is super one-dimensional. Um and in the playoffs it's about if you're one if you're going to go with one dimensional versus one dimensional which you often have to do who's better at what they do. And you know right now I would say that Jimmy Butler is the best player in the playoffs. The way Dame was the best player in the seeding games, he's just got like a fire to his game right now that's undeniable. Um got Will and he's playing with such a high level of confidence that you know, you gotta imagine that everybody in Philadelphia is kicking themselves t- two times for letting him walk this last summer and keeping anybody else on that team. Like, it, it, you know, they would have had a three-headed monster if they could have kept Butler, Simmons, and Embiid together. And Simmons going down wouldn't have been such a big blow if they had had a guy like Butler to kind of carry the load of, you know, breaking down the defense, making, creating shots for the other guys, and just being a, being a leader. Uh, it's hard for big man to be a leader. Uh, and i think that giannis has that same problem he's 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 one of those leads by example he's with his play isn't the guy who's going to like get in your face and tell you to like you know get rotate to, to call out the screen you know the little things that like can turn a playoff game um he's just not that guy you know and it's it, he might never be that guy you know there's some guys that just aren't that guy and they're great players they have a lot of skill sets uh but they just lack that one last uh last box to check. And it's like the firebox, right? It's not it's something you ever see on the court. I mean, you do see it on the court, but it doesn't reflect itself in the statute as well. Uh, and I think that Bledsoe has long been like the player on that team that if he could just step up a notch or two, that team would flow so much better. And it seems like in the playoffs, he just can't figure out how to Get his Eric Bledsoe game going. You know, again, you're not going to see Eric Bledsoe take shooting a bunch of three. Like Eric Bledsoe's greatest when he's getting to the rim. You know, in a way, he's like Westbrook light, right? You know, he's he's not quite as good as Wrestle Westbrook, but they have very much the same style of game based on getting to the paint, getting to the rim, making a play at at that point. Uh, he's not the best shooter. He's he's a, a ball of energy, but he's not even really playing with a lot of energy. You know, he kind of backs back and forth between both ends of the court and you kind of wonder if taking the ball out of his hands and putting it in uh Giannis's hands has m- made him sort of an ex- an unneeded an unnecessary accessory you know like he doesn't complement anybody's game out there very well he 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 needs the ball in his hands to be effective and I think he's really when he first came to Milwaukee he seemed like the perfect piece because... The game hadn't quite gravitated to the three-point game that it has to this point, uh, but now a few years in, you're starting to see that it just doesn't have what it takes, especially in the playoffs. You know, you can kind of move on from that in the regular season, but come the playoffs, you can't hide. You can't hide on the perimeter and not be a driver. Uh, I, I think Milwaukee's. I agree. Milwaukee's done. They, they may win one, maybe even two games before they're not the game. win
0: a, They won't win a game.
3: I I'm with you too. I don't. I would be surprised if they win one. They they might. You know they've got they've got some guys with pride. George Hill plays with a lot of pride. Giannis obviously plays with a lot of pride. Um, the Lopez brothers kind of haven't shown up either. You know, there's a lot of players on that team. You know, seem like the regular season guys. They, That's they, the difference. They're,
0: regu- they're a regular season team, and they're re-
3: right. And they regular
0: are. season coach. And when they get into the playoffs, they just can't. They can't. They can't make the adjustments, both personnel-wise, the individual players making the necessary adjustments, or the coach. I can see,
1: yeah, Raf- I can see Raphael right. ready, ready to go ahead and pounce on that. Go ahead, Rafael.
2: So I think the the move that the Bucks made that hurt them in the playoffs is somehow they let Rich Paul convince them to sign Eric Bledsoe to a big contract before he even hit free agency. I think it was 80 million. Yep. And they didn't have enough money for Brogdon. If you, and Brogdon is younger and he's better. Mm-hmm. He, he's a better complementary player to Giannis. Has more tools. Having, yeah. Having Brogdon as your third star or your, you know, your third player is a lot better than Letso.
0: He's the and, guy I wish that the Lakers had gotten instead of chasing, <laughs> po- chasing uh, Kawhi.
2: Mm, well, uh, I don't think well, they
0: would have been able would... to afford him. Twenty-one million, sure we could. Could we? We offered Kawhi thirty-five million. That would have been. Yeah,
1: yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: But again, that's yeah. That was go ahead. that was big. That was, I mean, at least let him go to free agency, and test the market, maybe. Yeah, but I don't think he was going to get eighty million. million.
0: That's the problem. That's that's what yeah, that's, that's probably Rich sold him on.
2: <laughs> well, but I don't think he would have got that money elsewhere. Yeah, not at that's his just, age. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just don't think he would have got that that money elsewhere. So that was a a big mistake. But it must be a situation where him and Giannis must have good chemistry, and Rich Paul is a a good agent. And sometimes, if you're an agent, your job isn't to Put the team in position to win championships. Your job is to get your player. The player the best deal. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he did. He secured his, his guy a contract that nobody else was going to give him. And now he's coming back to bite the bucks.
1: It is indeed. But let me ask you this, Raphael. Laker Tom says it's all over. Jamie Sweet says it's all over. Statistically, it says it's all over. But do you give the chance, like I do, that the Bucks will at least take one or possibly two games before the Lopez brothers head to Disney World?
2: Oh, it's over. I'll probably have the game on Monday, but I'll, I'll probably be doing some work and just kind of listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> it will serve as audio in the background. It might as well be a podcast. Oh, my gosh. Which is what we'll
1: have to do because we'll be reporting on it along with... Houston and the Lakers coming up this weekend as well. It's going to be very interesting to see what's going on. Uh, And I'm, I'm very curious as to how the schedule is going to be laid out. But one last thing before we go ahead and go guys, is that, you know, any last thoughts on the Lakers uh, and what they need to do to make adjustments? Because again, it all comes down to whether or not Frank Vogel wants to make an adjustment. So Laker, Tom, I'll start with you first. The question's out there. Do you think he will make the needed adjustments? Because you know what? It's up in the air. I, I can't tell, say definitively yes or no.
0: Well, you know, I've, I've, I've put my money on this for about 40 times and been shot down by Jamie about 40 times. Um, you know what's scary? If we lose the second game and Frank doesn't make any adjustments, we could be Milwaukee. That's what's really scary. Um, and and the tendency of Frank is to look at this series, just like he looked at the Portland series. Oh yeah, we got our ass wiped in the first game, so we'll come back and the shots will start falling. Um, and you know, listen, LeBron is going to come out gunning for Bear. A D is going to come out gunning for Bear. The Rockets are gonna have a hard time playing the same level of intensity. We're not gonna lose the rebounding battle again. We're not gonna lose the points in the pain again. Um, we're gonna shoot better than 28% from deep. Our defense is gonna be a lot better. So, you know, it's 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 that whole let's, you know, go with it, go to the dance with the girl that got you there. Um and like we were saying before. If you if the girl that got you there was doing waltzes and all of a sudden it's a hip hop dance, you better have made some changes so that you can play the modern game. Because mm-hmm. if we don't make those changes, it's not impossible that we could be Milwaukee. Was that girls that brought you know that you took there was
1: that girl named Rondo? <laughs>
0: Wasn't named playoff rondo so far, that's for sure. Yep. In fact, none of our none of our players played at a playoff level. And
1: I don't want to so be we, I think
0: we will see playoff LeBron and playoff A D. And 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 unfortunately, you know, Jamie's probably right that Frank Vogel is probably sitting here saying, Well, I didn't have playoff Lebron and I didn't have playoff ad and and the shots are gonna fall. And uh you know, um, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him putting Morris in there. Morris is a Morris is a Morris is a fighter. I mean, one of the things that Frank kept talking about when we got Morris and how important he was as part of the future rotation and so forth is because he is a physical player. He'll give you what Dwight gives you, except
2: he can also shoot the three. Um, He's been awful in the postseason, yeah. though. That's that's the thing about it is that you may have to play no, him. That
0: didn't keep him from putting Rondo in there.
2: Well, Rondo, I mean – Rondo hadn't played.
1: When Rondo <laughs> but, plays almost as many minutes as Giannis Antetokounmpo, that I have an issue with. I mean, and it's his first game back since March. I also have an issue. with Chris Paul. <laughs> Jim yeah.
2: Morris had nine minutes, and he didn't score. And if this is correct, he's averaging three points a game, three rebounds a game in the playoff shooting, 38% from the floor, 23% from three. I don't, and I, I feel like the Lakers, and we talked about this before. They may have too many guys to where Vogel may keep trying to change the rotation. Like I think Waiters might get might more minutes next game, then he may play more, more minutes. Jr. Smith, Jr. Smith. So it's on one hand, it's a luxury, but on the other hand, you For, you won't get any consistency.
1: Well, remember I talked to you about what was it about a week and a half or a week, week and a half ago about shortening the rotation to an eight man rotation, seven and a half man rotation that I thought might work out better because you're more inclined or you basically by necessity have to play LeBron and AD more minutes on the floor.
2: It was, it was really 10 today that I would count before like the, the game was out of hand. I think 12 guys played, um, but yeah, he, he did a 10 man rotation today. think he'll start Rondo. <laughs> Uh, who do you take out? Uh, Carl L. Pope? Well, I think either way, like, if you start Rondo, what's going to happen is Russ is going to get the ball. He's going to dribble fast up court, and if he doesn't have a layup, he's going to back him down, and he's going to... He's he's attacking the guards.
0: Russ wants... We'll only have three 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 three-point shooters. Yeah, and even like know, the... Strategy might be just the... Let Rondo fire away, like, because he's wide open and the other yeah. guys seem to hit. So that could be the secret strategy.
2: Because I feel like they tried that with Russ today. The Lakers weren't guarding him when Harden had the ball, they were shading. But what I like what Houston did was I think Harden would drive, he'd give it up. Someone else would make an extra pass, and then they would hit Russ in motion. And by the time he caught the ball, he was already going and one step to the rim. Well, Rondo's not going to give you that if he's open and, and we, got there was a,
0: we got no motion no back cutting no pitch, none at all anything yeah. in our offense our offense is so sta- stagnant that it's just sickening
2: yeah when AD was trying to post up everybody just stood and watched and he's not going to be able to post up Tucker they're yeah. going to have to find some kind of ways to get him on a switch on a duck in with someone else where he can because he was pretty catch. effective
1: on, with against Harden
2: yeah, but even then, I don't know how successful that was because he wasn't really posting up against Harden. He was taking contested... Turnaround. Fadeaways, turnaround Js. If I'm Houston, I may live with that.
0: Houston, all of the shots that we took were exactly what Ben D'Antoni wanted us to take.
2: Yeah. Why not and start... For oh, go, go
0: ahead. Him shooting... He's not even defense in the league right now in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. But uh, AD wasn't even putting the pressure on Harden where Harden could at least, you know, pick up fouls. It was, I'm going to face you up. Four guys sat and watched. And LeBron could be a devastating cutter when he wants to. And I think AD, sometimes he shows that he can pass, but I feel like he got exposed a little bit in the bubble in the Toronto game when teams started throwing different double teams at him. But they have to cut, they have to move. But then again, Green is not much of a cutter. LeBron can cut. Rondo used to be a great cutter when he was in Boston. Kuzma can well, cut.
0: Waiters would help in that respect because he can also get to the hoop. You know, he's yeah. one guy. You spread him out, play five out. LeBron then can get to the hoop. If he's if you're playing five out and there's nobody in the middle there. And waiters can get to the hoop. Kuzma can get to the hoop. And A D actually has a better chance of getting to the hoop playing five out than he does. Getting the ball on the side and trying to body up and you know back his way in. Yeah, um, you just need to open it up. You need to get those people out of the middle. Well, James, yeah, if
2: I were the Lakers, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry to cut you off. It's it's not in their philosophy, which they haven't done. But you notice how Houston, Harden, and Westbrook—one of them—are always on the court at all times, and when Harden's in. I think they may sell Westbrook out early. they let Harden run the offense and then they just kind of keep those guys in. If I'm the Lakers and it may be too late, but I think waiters is good enough to carry a second unit in a pinch. Give him the keys, maybe even run some type of ball screens with him and Dwight and try that out. And if you give him a few minutes, I think he can score, but there's some lineups where the Lakers have on the floor if LeBron is out and AD is in, I don't think the Rockets respect any of the ball handlers or anybody else that can hurt them. And then they're playing with either Westbrook or Harden. So if LeBron is out, Houston may have four shooters and Westbrook on the floor. And to me, that's advantage Houston. There's nobody that can can create for LA. And Waiters is the only guy on the roster that I think can create and make something happen. I agree.
1: Well, before we head on now, guys, because we're hitting the 55-minute mark here, uh, Jamie, I want to go ahead and make sure you get some some, uh, mileage in. What are you working on for your five things? I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting five things. Could one of those things be not listening to Laker Tom, and most likely what may happen as Rondo being inserted to the starting lineup? Could Alex Caruso be put into the starting lineup instead? See, Tom's shaking his head already. You, so you put the worst player in the starting lineup as opposed to the better player in the starting lineup. That's that's. I wasn't saying I wasn't recommending Rondo.
0: I was You're sarcastically s- suggesting that. Well, I'm
1: not going to say no, it's no, sarcastic because that's a very great possibility can happen. But go ahead, Jamie. Go ahead. I'd
0: love
3: to see Crusoe start. I think Crusoe's uh, the defense that Crusoe brings is better than Rondo and KCP. Um, I mean, both, you didn't get much out of KCP tonight. Uh, he's, I think he's kind of struggling. He, he's such a slow starter. I don't know. It's just one of the things that's in his DNA. I don't, I don't, you know, some guys, it's just, you know, it's how some guys are. He does not, he's, I think the bubble, the whole COVID thing is kind of muffed with the, the mojo he had going. And he was playing so well uh, for us uh, during the regular, regular season uh, and just has not been that guy at all uh, since the reboot. Uh I would not be surprised to see Rondo take his spot in the starting lineup just because you know, because of his age, Rondo's gonna probably respond well to starting rather than coming off the bench a little bit. Uh Rondo's a gamer, he's gonna do whatever is asked of him, which is playing against minutes. Uh he does know the game well, he does call out coverage as well, he does do things like set back screens, try to free up guys, which a lot of the Lakers just don't do, you know? Everybody's been saying that. a lot of standing around tonight.
0: Uh, I saw the expecting
3: A D or LeBron to like make a great move and get free and just like get the offense going and honestly I don't know how you could watch the whole season and think anything different was gonna happen because that's what the Lakers have done all year. Like that it's not like we're playing differently than we did at any point during this entire season, you know, like and teams just don't change their identity because they're playing a different team or there's some guys that are shorter or, you know, it just, that does not, it's not sport. I mean, I'm reminded of in the, uh, 2003, 2004 NBA finals when Rick Fox and Derek Fisher came to Phil Jackson and said, start us, uh, in game four over, uh, or game five maybe it was, I can't remember, but start us over Peyton and Malone. Uh, I guess Malone was probably out by the, but like, you know, give us a shot and you know, Phil still started Gary Payton and Gary Payton was terrible. And you know, and we lost that NBA Finals. After that, so I I just don't, I just don't see it happening. I could see a switch at point guard, only because that's not, maybe Caldwell Pope's organic position. He's just not, he's just not bringing much. I mean, you know, we can, we we expect more out of Danny Green, uh, simply based on his contract. But I expect more out of KCP based off of his ability. Um, And you know. He just hasn't shown up, really. yet. you know, he just he just hasn't, uh, and he might he might find something on down the line. Should we last that long? I don't see it happening quickly. He's just such a slow starter. I think he's, he's in that mode. So that would be the switch I would expect. Uh, one of Caruso or uh, Rondo. And I'm going with Rondo because again, Vogel's not going to really try to disrupt that bench as little as he can. I think he likes the bench. I think he likes playing a ten-man rotation. Um, I know that that bucks many trends. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. I just think that that's what's going to happen based on who Frank Vogel uh, kind of has shown himself to be. I don't know. I didn't watch, you know, a lot of Indiana or uh, Orlando, so I, I don't know much about how he coached those teams. But I would just imagine that it was kind of fairly similar. He rolls with the guys who got them where they are, and you know, it, teams teams live and die by their identity. Rockets are going to live and die by their identity. Boston's going to live and die by its You know, you're going to—that's where you're going to hang your hat. Uh, a little lineup change here, or there isn't going to—I think—produce like some astronomical result. You know, I think putting more at the five isn't going to suddenly magically increase our spacing. I think Houston's game plan is to switch and collapse. You know, that's what they do: switch and then they collapse and they clog the paint and they challenge the rest to make calls on both ends and. That's 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 your opponent. So you gotta adjust to that. And whether Frank does enough adjustments or not is a huge question going forward. Uh, I don't expect one for Game Two. If we lose in a similar fashion, where you look at the stat box and you think it's competitive, like you know, we we only I don't know if he'll make a change at all. He might just roll with this. And, uh, that would be unfortunate because I think that there are some adjustments he could make. Uh, but I'm not sure he will. So we'll we'll see we'll see. We will see. You know, one Northern. coach, one coach you, on fire, people believe, believe in Jimmy.
0: The one coach who made adjustments was to start a guy who had been on the bench the entire season with Bolster. I mean, they're they so paying. He, started, he started Goran Dragic at point guard,
2: but that's because well, okay. none was. Uh, he left the bubble, and I think he had yeah. to start him, but he yeah, didn't. Yeah,
0: still, you look at the the results of Dragic at point guard is really. Yeah. Ignited that team. Yeah. He's played great. And he's been the steady hand all the way through. Uh nuns had some of his problems, and even at times Hero's had some problems. They've been off yeah. and on where, where Dragic has been just really steady. I mean, I, I saw several people tweeting that, you know, that Dragic could get a big contract as a result of this whole thing, that he's really performed well. And scares me that he might be out of the MLE range and the Lakers might not get. Oh, no, I was gonna going, going to
1: say the caterpillars. Dallas. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead, yeah, Raphael. I think he goes to Dallas. Him and Luca have the same agent, Bill Duffy, Slovenian connections. And I, unless Miami signs him to like a big one-year deal, because I don't think they want to jeopardize their cap space for 2021, so I think a big one-year deal would be an option for Miami. But if he wants security, I, I definitely think he he gets a pretty big deal in Dallas.
1: Well Laker Tom, I know John you have got some things.
0: So to,
2: to give him a big deal. That's the problem. They they don't, but I still think the whole Slovenian BDA thing Yeah, you know, but I, I think Miami after the way he's performed in,
0: and if he continues to perform as, as he has performed so far, I Miami still is waiting for Giannis and uh, actually he's he's a nice trade piece.
1: Well, let's, let's uh, get that together in the off season then, because right now the my <laughs> Milwaukee's off season is looking very near. Let's hope the Lakers off season isn't anywhere near. Uh, but Lakers they in
0: five. Lakers in
2: five.
1: Okay, well, Lakers in five and But Laker Tom, before Actually, we head on
2: Dallas, out, I was, was going to say real quick, Lake Dallas does have cap space. Courtney Lee's twelve million comes off the books. I know. And...
1: Newsflash: Courtney Lee is still in the league. Yeah.
2: Courtney Lee comes off the books, and they have guys like Justin Jackson, Collie Stein, that and Delon Wright that they can probably dump somewhere else and create some space.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out because Milwaukee is going to be uh, probably looking for some alternative answers here in the not too distant future. Uh, hopefully, the Lakers will not follow suit but they did end up losing today, 112 to 97 over the Houston Rockets in game one of the NBA playoff. Second round Laker, Tom, I already know Jamie sweet's working on five things that hopefully the Lakers can learn from see if that takes place. But Laker, Tom, before I go ahead and hit it over to Raphael on what he's doing, NBA draft junkies. What are you up to at Lakerholics.com?
0: I'm sure quite a bit. (laughs) I've got actually three different articles running and uh I will I'll pass on telling you what they are, uh, Gerald, just so that I don't get whacked tomorrow when I'm not with you guys and and uh <laughs> you try to pick on me. Well wow, it's um, also to and, advertise uh, it yourself that you know yeah, going... you know, I'm I'm trying to think about this whole adjustment thing with Frank Vogel and I find it extremely frustrating that that part of me is part of me is hopeful that he was just really giving the starting lineup and the existing rotations a shot to add it because they came through in the last four games against Portland. Um I think Frank has that tendency that uh and I understand that as a coach that you know you're giving faith and and you want to you want to continue to give confidence and build confidence with your starting lineup and your rotations. Um that that's very important through the regular season. Um the difference is that Frank is a 500 coach when it comes to the playoffs and uh, he's only got a few wins more than he's got losses and the playoffs are a totally different animal so I'm sure that what I'm going to be focusing on is again the adjustments that I think that the Lakers need to at least consider um, you and 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 I think the example of what's happened with Milwaukee is one of the reasons why those adjustments need to be made before game two not before game three You know, um, because the one thing you can say for sure is this is the NBA and in any one single game, another team can get hot or the ball can bounce the wrong way uh, or something can happen where you can get you can lose a game. So you can't get too confident when you're down 0-1 that just because you were able to come and sweep four games in a row in the first round that you can do that in the second round. Um, because the one big difference between the Portland Trailblazers and the Houston Rockets is the Rockets play defense. That's something that Portland could not do, and that's why it was easy for them to come back on it. Um, I counted heavily when I said five games that the Lakers were not going to come out flat and that Houston was going to be exhausted. Well, Houston, Houston right now is probably the opposite of exhausted. They're thrilled at the situation that they're in, and they and they're going to come out game two stunning for bear. Um, I think the Lakers come out. oldest team in the
2: league. Pardon? And They're the oldest team in the league. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Tyson Chandler helps though helps out though, but yeah. yeah, they're, they're old team. Everybody yeah. in there, they, course, like 30. I mean, Tucker's like there's 35. An, there's an urgency here. There's
0: an urgency here in game two against the Rockets that I don't think existed in game two against the Blazers. No, no disrespect. No disrespect to your team, Raphael. Um, I'm a but, realist. Yeah, but I mean, these guys play defense. They won that game with defense. They didn't win it with. Well, right now they have I mean, the. Right well,
1: Tom, right now they have the, the high, the best defensive efficiency right now in the playoffs. So, and it's and showing the case, but it all comes down to heart and energy. I think as cc 805 said, uh, they need to go ahead and play with more energy and heart in game two. We saw that in game two of the last playoff series. If they play
0: like they did in games two. We have, have to have LeBron, playoff LeBron and playoff AD have to show up.
1: If they play it like they did in in games two through four, uh, then it should be an even series come game two. But we'll wait and see what kind of Lakers team we get uh, as we go forward. Uh, Raphael, I know you want to close things out, my friend, with what you're doing at NBA Draft Junkies. I know you got a lot going on with everything that you do here, and thank you for your continued support of this show, and thank you for coming on each and every day. Uh, It is truly appreciated. I know Jamie sent a lot of great things, uh, and I know Laker Tom appreciates everything that you do here with us. So before we head on out, my friend, you've got the floor. What are you planning on, or what evil plan do you have devised for NBA Draft Junkie?
2: Well, first and foremost, thank you you guys for the opportunity i mean i get to talk basketball and i could probably do a two-hour show if needed so don't um, don't let I'd don't ask, say
1: that because laker tom that would just get I, laker to laker <laughs> tom would just
2: be warming up i think i think me and me and laker tom could do two hours easily we two might hours, be able to uh, like a joe rogan doing
3: this any day
2: of the week. <laughs> we might get to joe rogan status i, I saw he did like a five-hour podcast like how do you do that well how but, do you uh, and you get so many
1: people to listen
2: yeah and uh but but as far as like nba draft junkies it's the same just uh updating the site and and adding player profiles i think the next one i'll do is uh grant riller out of uh, college of charleston i think he would actually be somebody from the lakers i would look at he kind of fills uh, the role of uh, a scoring playmaker off the bench and he's 23 so he's more ready to contribute right away as opposed to somebody that you have to develop. Um but but yeah that's that'll be the next profile I do. And I have some interviews coming up and um you know just I think we're like forty four, forty five days away from the draft. So
0: I haven't had a chance to to listen to the second round of the or the fifteen through thirty choices that we just published.
2: Who did the, yep. who did the Lakers get? Desmond Bang. Okay. Great. But, I mean he oh, would solve stupid. the shooting issues. It should have spoiled it
1: for Laker Tom. You gotta have him listen anyways. Just for that <laughs> Laker Tom, you gotta go ahead tomorrow morning and
0: listen to that when you work out. I will. I will. I'll do that. I'll do that for sure, Jamie. Uh, right, uh, Gerald. Can you can you uh, get a copy of that from uh, from uh, Raphael and post it on the site, please? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll throw it up there. I'll throw
1: both of his this weekend. Tell you what, I'll throw both of his mock drafts. 1-15, through 15, and also as well, 15-30, through 30, both the video and audio versions. I'll throw that up on the site, LakerHolics.com. So look for that this weekend. Also as well, you're going to go ahead and check out Rafael and I. We'll have continuous coverage even on off Laker days here. Every single day we've been doing it, NBA playoffs. Jamie's been a great supporter, asking great questions. Content Creators 805 has been sensational with his questions and his insight content creators at oh five we're still wanting you to come on the show so you're more than welcome the red carpet's out for you hit me up at lakers fast break on twitter or lakers fast break at yahoo.com just go ahead my friend if you have any questions you can go ahead and we'll get you hooked up right over here with us to talk some basketball live and in living color right here on youtube or facebook live but guys it's been great talking to each and every one of you i wish it was under better circumstances but then again we were like this what 10 days ago so uh, you know, uh,
3: Lakers five.
1: Lakers five. Okay, that's what I. Uh, that's what I six. should do. Six. I, I still say six. Raphael, you never really quite said an actual. I never
2: made a prediction. You never uh, made a. We never, you made, never made,
1: a a made a number prediction.
2: I thought I said
1: Houston game one. Did I say that? No, no. But you. But you. But uh, you can say that now. In hindsight, I could always check the tape. But you know, I I, I'm, I'm going to trust one prediction um
2: no prediction for me <laughs> my team is out and i just want to be able to just watch with, with no stress of trying to be right so
1: <laughs> yeah so i'll tell you what my friends it's been great talking
0: you to Not worry about being wrong
1: that's a, that's how it really works you know i'm wrong all the time so it doesn't really matter to me anymore but, you know, it's it's right now. I don't want to see the Lakers do too much more wrong because they're down 0-1. They did this last time. Let's hope the same thing follows suits and they win four games straight. Hopefully that'll take place. Hopefully they'll figure out small ball. They will, they will.
0: Okay. Well, you seem if very confident. It'll be a struggle though because Frank won't make changes. And then mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully he'll get scared enough for his job.
1: Rajon Rondo more Rajon Rondo oh boy that's the thing Raphael like you said you get a lot of entertainment from this Jamie go ahead
3: before we head on out I just wanted to say we're probably going to see like 38 to 40 minutes of Rondo after this uh, just because <laughs> <laughs> he's, a he's a coach's player <laughs> Coaches
1: love him. he's coming and nobody guarding the corner threes he could be
0: our head coach next year
1: well, actually, you know what? I think Rajon Rondo would make an excellent head coach. Get yeah, a lot I'm of curious. tees. He would get a lot of tees, but I think he would be a good coach. Content creators 805 has Lakers in seven, so he thinks it'll be much more of a challenge. And right now, you know what? It's not looking too bad at all. Uh, he says, if we play anything like this, no way we are beating the Clippers. We needed to get it together in game two. Well, with the way it's been going in the bubble, like you said, content creators 805. The bubble is truly unpredictable indeed. One game you think you have it. The next game you don't. So, Raphael has been great talking to my friend. Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet. Just keep up the great work with Lakerholics.com. I truly appreciate everyone out there listening and watching. Again, please, if you can, support us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Run the floor podcast. NBA Draft Junkies. And also, as well, Lakerholics.com. Please support everything that we do. We are independent podcasters, independent journalists, independent writers. We're just independent, which means we need all the help we can get from you. So if you can, please go ahead and support us today. We cannot thank you enough. Content Creators 805, come on the show, man. Come on the show. You've got some great insight. We'd love to have you part of it as well. But again, anybody out there, you've got any questions for us, at Lakers Fast Break? But still, we will continue our NBA playoff coverage tomorrow because there's two more great games on the slate for tomorrow. And they're going to be Toronto and Boston. Will Toronto tie the series up? It'll be very interesting to see because they were one half second away from going down 0-3. Could they tie the series up? We'll wait and see. Plus, also as well, Denver, can they make it a series against the Clippers? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Rafael and I, Jamie's already saying no. But Rafi and I will be talking about that tomorrow, and hopefully you'll be able to join us as well each and every time out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.